All right, welcome to Making the Argument. Before we get started, I have a very important announcement. We have a brand new deal with GoodRanchers.com. That's right. If you go into Good Ranchers and you use promo code Nick and you sign up for one of their subscriptions, you're not only going to get $15 off, but do you remember the old deal where you got two pounds of ground beef with each order? Well, we just upped the game. That's right. You can choose top sirloin, salmon, chicken breast, or bacon now. Every single order you get on that subscription is going to come with free. Top sirloin, salmon, chicken breast, or bacon. You get to choose which one if you use promo code Nick. And again, $15 off on top of that. That's a savings of $480 in meat by signing up for one of those subscriptions. Not to mention the fact that if you are looking for a gift for someone that is impossible to shop for, you can go on to GoodRanchers.com and get one of their brand new gift boxes. Now, this is a limited time only offer. It's part of their overall Black Friday special. So go on to GoodRanchers.com to get more details. Sign up for promo code Nick in order to get that deal and let's get on with the show. So Florida passes common sense legislation to prevent grooming within our elementary schools and Hollywood has a real problem with it. But it's not just Hollywood. It's actually various teachers unions and school boards all over the country. We're going to be talking about that and more and I'm just going to give you a warning right up front. If you're listening to this with your kids in the car, your kids in the house, you're either going to want your kids to go into the other room or wait till you get home because we're going to go over some graphic stuff. But the bottom line is you need to know what's going on within your kid's public school. All that and more coming up on this episode of Making the Argument, where we make the arguments to defend a free society. Okay, so Florida passes what I affectionately refer to as an anti-grooming bill, which is essentially to say that there are certain topics and subject matter that may not be appropriate for your kindergartner or your second grader. So discussions about sex or discussions about all this, you know, gender identity and things like that. They're essentially saying, look, just, just don't talk about it within your public schools with kids that, that young. There's no reason to do it. And of course, the Democrats then came out and said, well, this is the don't say gay bill. Now, what's interesting is that nowhere in the bill did it say that. And if you've been paying attention, you've probably already heard this. But here's what I want you to understand about this legislation that I think is so important. It's the fact that Hollywood, Disney, teachers unions, school boards, um, they came out so hard against this and had to deliberately mischaracterize what the bill did in order to generate a particular reaction. So here's what I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet if somebody came up to you and said, hey, look, we're going to pass a law that says when it comes to discussing sex, not, not just homosexual sex or you know, bisexual, whatever, just, just sex in general. We're just going to say that, look, third grade and below, it's not an appropriate place for this to be talked about. And so we're just going to instruct our teachers that, look, these are not questions for you to tackle. These are questions that are best handled by parents. Or if there's an issue, you can, you know, you know, recommend you can call, like, for instance, if a child brings up something that maybe suggests that they might have been abused or whatnot, obviously you can still, you know, notify authorities and whatnot. But just as, as a general course, this is not what we're going to focus on, you know, third grade and below. We're just, we're just not going to do it. It's not appropriate there. I'm willing to bet most people would say, okay, yeah, that, that, seems, that seems fairly reasonable. But the left comes out and they mischaracterize it as the don't say gay bill, even though that appears nowhere in the legislation. They call it the don't say gay bill. And they say, well, that under this legislation, if a student had questions about their gay parents, the teacher wouldn't be able to talk with them about it. Okay, again, I, I think that's a ridiculous interpretation. But 
what I really want to focus on is this whole idea of the don't say gay bill combined with what they did next, not just in Hollywood, but some schools were actually holding like pride parades within an elementary school, which, oh, by the way, parents are not allowed to like show up to. <clears throat> the reason why they did this is because they're trying to, they're trying to get people that might have a potential issue with this or might have a potential problem with this to feel embarrassed and ashamed. And there, there's this quote by Theodore Dalrymple, who that's a pen name for a, a doctor, and he's, he's worked as a psychiatrist within the British National Health Service. He worked within the prison system. Um, he actually did some work in sub-Saharan Africa. And he talked about, he has this quote, and it's not perfect, but this is generally, generally what it is. He essentially said that the more he studied propaganda, the more that he realized that it was not designed to inform. And so that therefore... The, or it wasn't designed to inform, it was designed to humiliate or intimidate, and therefore the less it corresponded with reality, the more useful it was. And he went on to talk about how when, when people get used to saying things that they know are obviously untrue, it, it has this degrading moral effect on society, and he ends it with basically saying that a society of emasculated liars is easy to control. And the reason why I'm focusing on this particular point, it's, it's not just what was in the legislation, it's not just you know, the you know, potential issues that people could have had with it, it's this idea that, that the propaganda attempt was made in order to suggest that the only possible way you could agree with this legislation is that if you were some sort of horrible, homophobic, transphobic person, Right, you're just, a, you're just a bad person that wants to pick on marginalized groups, and that's the only reason why you could have had any problem with that, and then they decided to mock you and make you feel stupid and silly by calling it the don't say gay bill. And then what do they do? Well, they, you know, Hollywood just obediently got on board and decided to do this. Disney obediently got on board and decided to do this. The problem was, is that now you're messing with someone like Governor Ron DeSantis, who's not going to take that lane down. And you have a number of other groups out there that have become far more prominent, whether it's Joe Rogan, whether it's Jordan Peterson, whether it's others, where now the media can't just simply ignore them or you can't just ban them all. They have a platform to actually talk about what was going on. In addition to that, you now have millions of people that are on social media who are actually following this, reading the bill and saying, wait a second, there's something wrong with the way this is being depicted within the media. And since you know MSNBC is not the way that most people get their news anymore, the other side of this was able to get out. But what I find interesting is the number of people that were really just coming out hardcore against this, places like Hollywood, which last time I checked, and, and the Oscars provided a perfect example of this, not exactly the area where I would recommend we get our sexual norms from. I mean, when, you, when you've got producers going to jail for sexual harassment and sexual assault, when you've got this culture which kind of makes a joke out of the whole casting couch and how if you're a young woman that wants to make it in Hollywood, you better be prepared to sleep with some fat executive that pretty much determines whether or not you're going to have a future in the place. When you're talking about the obvious pedophilia problem that we see, and we saw this with Kevin Spacey and others, they're the ones now lecturing us on what is appropriate to teach our children at third grade. And then the Democratic Party is just dutifully getting in line and saying, no, no, absolutely, yeah, this is horrible. Now, in case you thought it was just Hollywood, because I think all of us have been kind of you know, numb to the whole idea of, yeah, we, we realize Hollywood is kind of idiotic. I want to talk about this one site. Um, it, it's called Libs of TikTok. And I, and I love this site because what they do, you would think this was a parody account. It's not. What they do is they actually just take 
some uh, they take liberals on TikTok that have posted these various videos, and you would be shocked at how many of them are teachers. And all they do is repost it. They they put it on Twitter. They put it on TikTok, and they just show you what the libs of TikTok, what liberals on TikTok are saying about various things. And they also show you what's actually going on in some of our schools. Like so, for instance, in Illinois, it's policy out there that children as young as nine can be taught by their teacher about masturbation and gender transition. Nine years old. In Virginia, we had this debate all over again in Virginia. We said that, look, if you're going to have, if there's going to be material for students and the lesson plan that is sexually explicit, and we used a, a specific code section with Virginia, if it's sexually explicit, we want you to give parents notification of this and be able to provide an alternative assignment. And we got accused of being book burners. We got accused of wanting to ban books. And we pointed out, like, nothing in this legislation bans books. We just say you got to let parents know. And if the parent's not comfortable with a particular book, then give them an alternative assignment. Like, well, now you're, you're engaging in soft censorship because teachers aren't going to want to go through the extra trouble of finding a, a, a different book, so they're just not going to use that book. Oh, the horror. The horror that we, we might have a teacher that says, you know what, I was going to use this book, but it contains a lot of sexually explicit material, so now I'm going to use another book. Oh my, how will our education system ever survive under such a burden? And I pointed out when we were having this entire floor debate, I said, you know what, look, there's a simple alternative to this. We could have more school choice. And then if, if you want to send your kids to a school where they don't mind this sort of material, you can. And if somebody else wants to send their kid to a school where they don't use this sort of material, they can. But no, that's not good enough. And we're going to get into more of that later. But in case you thought that was as worst as it gets, no, no, no. In Texas, you had a parent get up and actually read, which was pretty pornographic material, which was available in the school library. Now, they came later and said, well, we, we ordered the wrong book. Okay, but it's still there. Are you going to remove it? And just so we uh, hammer this point up a little more, in Westchester uh, Area School District, they had another book. And, and this was on libs of TikTok. You can actually go and see it. And what it did is it showed a picture of two boys engaging in oral sex. This was in the school library. I think the book was called Gender Queer. And when they brought it up to the school board's attention, the school board essentially said that, well, this isn't pornographic. It may have some explicit material, but it's not pornographic. Can someone please tell me, how did we get to the point where we have pictures of two boys having oral sex available in the school library where we have sexually explicit materials, where we're already dealing with the over-sexualization of our children in schools, and when parents say, we think this is too much, the response from the left, the almost unified response from the left, not just talking about you know, the, the far extreme in Hollywood, but Disney, and essentially every Democrat politician steps forward and says, no, 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 this isn't a problem. This pornographic material is not a problem. Teaching your, your third grader about masturbation is not the problem. No, you as a parent being upset or concerned with this, that's the problem. How bold is that? That's, I mean, think about this for just a second. That's incredible to me that we're at a point where they can not only ensure this happens, they can push for it, advocate for it, and then make the rest of us feel like there's something wrong with us because we're uncomfortable with it. They can have the full ability 
to teach their children this way, but they demand the authority to teach your children this way. They, they raise more concern over being able to push this sort of sexual conversation with your third grader than they did the learning loss over the last couple of years when public schools shut down as a result of COVID. They caused, there was more, there was more heartache over this. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you something right now. We had another incident, we had another incident in Virginia. I was actually surprised. It was a college professor that was essentially using different terminology to talk about pedophiles. And he came up with, with one of these terms about, it was like, um, you know, minor attract minor attracted adults or something like that. It was it was some sort of acronym that he used because he didn't want to use pedophile because of the stigma associated with pedophilia. And he actually lost his job at the university. But I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction. One of two things is gonna happen over the next couple of years. Either there is going to be a very loud uh, and very consistent fight against this. Or in five years, that guy won't be getting kicked out. That guy will be the dean of something. Because what this essentially comes down to, and it's pretty simple. The left is not just after equal protection before the law. The left, and notice I'm not saying liberals. Because I don't think this is true of all liberals. I'm saying this of leftists. They're not just looking for an environment where they have equality before the law, they have a right to be heard, they have the ability to live the way they want or educate the children where they want. That's not what they're after. They're after the ability to require you to not only celebrate what they're doing, but then to make sure that they get the privilege of educating your children in it as well because they want to make sure. They want to make sure that they don't have to convince your kids when they're adults. They want to make sure they don't have to convince your kids when they're voters. And the fact that they would go so far as to make a parent feel like there was something wrong with them when they stand up and say, I'm not comfortable with a teacher that I might barely know talking to my children about these issues. The fact that they would make you feel strange about that should tell you everything you need to know about what's happening next. And look, I would love, I would love to be able to point to the Democrats that are standing up and saying, hey, look, look, I'm all for equality. I'm all for diversity. I'm all for tolerance, but we don't need to be, we don't need to be pushing this, you know, young. If you're going to do it older, you know, maybe they'd even say that. If you're going to do it older in school and they're a little bit more mature and they can understand fine, but we don't need to be doing, hey, when they're, when they're in third grade, we should be focused really on, on just making sure they can read, making sure that they can think uh, so that later on they can properly understand. Show me the Democrat that's doing that. Show me the Democrat. Because 15, 20 years ago, I could have. 15, 20 years ago, I could have showed you Democrats that would have said, yeah, this is too far. This is too much. This is not what our public schools were designed to do. Show them to me now. They're not there. Because this movement has become so overwhelmingly powerful that it has the ability to intimidate people that if they don't walk the line just ever so carefully, you're gone, you're canceled, you're done. Now, I'm going to tell you this too. And this is the part some people really won't like. You're not going to change this with 
changing a couple members on your school board. And the way I know that is because there was another video that was done recently about a bill in Idaho that was passed that said, look, you're not going to push CRT in our elementary schools. And then they did an undercover project where they went around talking to various school administrators, talking to various teachers. And the administration teachers were essentially bragging about the fact that it's like, oh, no, no, yeah, you can't say CRT. You can't say that. You, you got to change the wording to this. You got to change the wording to that. And, and, then, and then you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this is by design. I'm sorry. The government has the monopoly on the, quote, public school system. And let's be fine. They are government schools. And within those government schools, you have some great teachers and you have some great administrators and you have some people, great coaches, and you have people working really, really hard within the system that we all grew up in. But the bottom line is the people going through college right now to get their teaching credentials are going to universities which are pushing this from day one. They are making education about CRT. They're making education about sexual orientation. Because these are cultural battles that they want to win, and the way they and, and they're not incorrect. The way they've decided to win them is through the school system. Because the way our school system is set up is that unless you can afford an alternative, which means you can send your kid to private school or you can afford to homeschool, which some parents can't. Unless you can do that, you are required by law to send your child to the public school, to the school that the government runs. And the narrative they come back whenever we talk about the fact that we need more parental options, that we need more genuine choice. I had a Democrat colleague get up on the floor and, and basically tell me that I, was, I wasn't telling the truth. Because there's plenty of options within our public school system. There's governor schools and there's lab schools. And yeah, there's not many charter schools in Virginia, but there, there's some. And there, there's these other opportunities. You know what he was doing? He was listing off the other government options you might have access to. Not that you do have access to, that you might have access to under certain conditions. And it got so bad in Virginia that we actually had a federal judge come down and say that the that the, they had actually changed the policies at one of our schools to directly discriminate against Asian students. But when we call for greater choice, we're the bad guys. We're the racists. We're the bigots. We're ignorant. Here's my question. If you're going to continue to push this in our public schools to kids as young as nine, eight and nine years old, The compromise is fine. All right, all right. To all of you on the left that think this is appropriate and think this is wonderful and think that this is going to set your child up for success, you are free to continue to do it. But you can't compel the rest of us to. We want other options. No, 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 no. You don't get other options. Not unless you can afford it. Not unless you're wealthy enough to do what a lot of these Democrats do, which is send their kids to private school. No, you will send your child there for another reason that my Democrat colleague brought up on the House floor. And that is that education is not just about reading and writing and arithmetic. I refer to the student as the customers. He goes, it's not just an economic transaction. This is about teaching kids to become good citizens. Ah, there we go. Good citizens. According to who? According to who? 
What sort of citizen are we creating by pushing this at such a young age against the will of parents? And where do you get off thinking that you are more concerned about the educational, emotional, and social development of a child than their parents are? Oh, is, is it because you got a master's degree? Is, is that why you are more qualified to talk about what that child's education should look like? Not just to include how to solve basic math problems, but discussions about masturbation to third graders. Please show me the degree plan that gives you the, the arrogance to assume that you should be making that decision for parents. And yet here we are. And the moment you bring it up, the first thing they tell you is, that's not happening. Then when you show evidence that it's happening, it's like, oh, well, you have the ability to opt out. Then it's like, well, this is something that you shouldn't opt out. We need to be doing this. This is good for children. Then when you show how extreme it gets, they resort to calling you a bigot. This is how the propaganda changed. They deny it. Then they suggest it's good for the child. Then they suggest you're a bad person for not agreeing with it. Because after all, they're the experts. They're the elected officials. If you think you're going to change all that with a couple of elections, if you think you're going to change that by showing up to a couple PTA meetings, if you think you're going to change that by switching out your school boards, I got news for you. There's an entire system which has been developed to create an optimal environment for this sort of behavior. This did not happen overnight. This has been years of a particular ideology dominating not our public, that didn't start with dominating our public school system. It started by dominating the credentialing process whereby teachers can actually get into the classroom in the first place. And no, not all teachers buy into it. But when they are inundated with it, when they do what they try to do in Virginia, where they actually make this a part of the licensure process, that you have to go through certain cultural competency training, which ends up being heavily influenced by CRT. When Republicans say you got to let parents know about sexually explicit material or you got to have you got to be able to opt in instead of opting out of some of this family, you know, health education. And the Democrats say, "No, no, no. No, no, you can opt out, but not not opt in. We want we want your child to go to it unless you say no." We want your child to be exposed to this. And again, if if you think I'm being crazy or hyperbolic, do me a favor. Go to my Twitter you go to Nick4VA on Twitter, go to my Twitter and look at the posts that I made exposing some of the stuff that was coming out in schools and look at the left-wing response because it's either denial or it's suggesting that this is good for kids. This is necessary. This is needed. What sort of a person would not just think it was needed, but think it was the appropriate role of government to compel you to send your child to a school that would then indoctrinate them like this. And then when your response is, if you want to do that for your kid, fine, but I don't want it done for mine, the response is, no, no, you will do it for your kid. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry, but it is, it is time for a significant change with respect to the way we look at the education of our children. And I'm not just talking about for the, some of the bad things that are happening. I'm not just talking about some of the things that we've seen with respect to the social environment within our schools, with respect to teachers pushing a particular political or social ideology on our kids when their job is to make sure that they can do basic math and read. 
I'm talking about even a system which is demonstrated, especially in some of our poorest areas, that is failing students year after year, in some cases, generation after generation, and the same politicians show up to defend it and just dig their heels in every single time we offer even the slightest ability of options. I had a bill this year in the Virginia General Assembly that said that if a principal had verified that you had been a, a victim of bullying and assault, you could get a different, you could go to a different school and that there were funds eligible for that, funds that were provided by the private sector that would make you eligible and, and predominantly was to be able to move you to a different public school within the district. And because there was any possibility that you might choose a school outside of the public system, what this Democrat Senate in Virginia said was, nope, no, you're not allowed to take this option. You've been bullied. You've been assaulted. You've been beaten. Maybe we'll let you leave and maybe we won't, but it'll be politicians that decide, not you and not the parents, not unless you can afford it. And when we tried to make the funds available to parents that wouldn't have been able to fund it, their answer was no. So I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear that they're the ones that care about education. I don't want to hear that they're the ones that really care about our children and the least of these and the poor and the marginalized. When your answer is not only to advocate for this, but in many respects to require it, at least for the poor. So I'm going to encourage parents right now. And I, I am not, again, I don't know what individuals' financial situations are. I don't know, you know, I, I, believe me, <laughs> I, I was... I, I, I got to spend the summers with my dad. I was predominantly raised by my, my mom, single mom. So I, I, I get it. I am not in any way, shape, or form suggesting that this is easy or that it's not intimidating. But it is time to find options. It is time to walk away from this sort of thing. Because I think that's the only thing that's going to affect the sort of change that you will want to see. Otherwise, this is going to continue to happen. And we're going to continue to see an increase of incidences within our schools. And the bottom line is at some point, parents need to know what's going on so you can make an informed decision. And I'm not going to sit here and judge your decision. But now that you know what's going on, you are going to have to make one based off of that knowledge. And yes, you might have a great school and you might have great teachers. I understand all of that. But if you don't think this is happening in more places than just a couple of isolated incidents, I'm telling you right now, I'm sorry you're not paying attention. And this will be what determines what is normative within the next several years. And I am terrified at the prospect that if we have the largest political party in America right now act not only actively advocating for this sort of over-sexualization of young children within our schools, but going so far as to propagandize and make parents feel as if their concerns are unwarranted or if there's something wrong with them or if they're ignorant or foolish or stupid because they have concerns about that. If they're willing to do that now, what do you think happens when we have an entire generation that has gone through this process, gone through this education system? What becomes normal then? And again, I'm, I'm not talking about what I'm not talking about what adults, what free people do in their own lives. Anybody that has watched this, my podcast, or listened to it, knows that regardless of my personal beliefs with respect to morality, 
I have never believed it was the government's responsibility to impose a particular ideology on somebody. I believe people should be free to make their own decisions. But the idea that we would be pushing this sort of sexualization of our youth from any direction at this age or at any age within our public school system, that should be concerning. I'm Nick Freitas with Making the Argument. Thank you for joining us. Again, next week we'll be opening up with an entirely new format. We're looking forward to that. We hope you'll join us. Once again, Nick Freitas with Making the Argument. We make the arguments to defend a free society, and we'll see you next episode. Once again, thank you very much for listening. If you want to support the show, again, one of the best ways you can do it is by heading over to GoodRanchers.com with promo code Nick. You're going to get $15 off. You sign up for one of those subscriptions, and you're going to get up to $480 of free meat with that subscription. You get to pick top sirloin, salmon, chicken breast, bacon. It is all up to you. Plus, if you're looking for gifts to get for the people that are impossible to shop for, GoodRanchers.com also has gift boxes. You need to act quick. This is part of their overall Black Friday special. So head on over to goodranchers.com, use promo code Nick, and once again, thank you for listening.